Welcome to the Known Legacy Podcast, by Dads for Dads, coming at you from the Lone Star State Cigar Shop in Allen, Texas. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your host, Bill and Travis. Hey everyone, welcome to Known Legacy. This is uh, Travis here at Lone Star State Cigar with my friend Bill. Say good morning, Bill. I'm freezing. It is a little chilly here today, no doubt about that. I feel cold today. <laughs> yes, and speaking of cold. I'm uh, as cold as ice. <laughs> oh, uh, so what's the next line? I think Something it's you're willing paradise? to sacrifice, sacrifice our love. Yeah. You're willing to sacrifice our love. Who sings that? Foreigner. Foreigner. Thank Kyle you for from the corner. Kyle. Thank you very much. Kyle, that's a terrible way to describe <laughs> you. <laughs> Kyle is more than just from the corner. Our studio audience of one is uh, keeping us legit with our song references, so I yeah. appreciate that. You're as cold as ice. <laughs> Dude, I have I've been battling a cold all week, and uh, it is uh, it's wrecking my my mental capabilities. So I'm a little slower today than normal. So I may not join you in. We can even singing. say like capacibilities. Capacibilities. Your capacity fader is not working today. <laughs> I would agree with that. 110%. It is not working as well as it should. Hey, we have a, some exciting stuff for us today. Um, uh, just two quick announcements that we want to get on the yes. uh, record. First announcement is this. Um, at the uh, March... March we are 2nd. March 2nd, we are doing our uh, Known Legacy Conference here in Allen, Texas. So if you live in the area, we encourage you to sign up. Bill, why don't you give us some info on that? Yeah, it's going to be an exciting time. We've uh, March 2nd. It's from 4 to 8.30 at night. 4 to 8.30 it's at night. right here. You can see more information about uh, how to get there, where it is, but it's inside Allen. It's at Grace Church in Allen, Texas, and it's going to be a good night. It's for parents of all ages. Okay. And uh, because we believe in parenting, we also believe in strong marriages. We believe in having kids and the, yeah, the act of having. Yeah. it's pra- The ability to have kids. Practice makes more practice. More practice. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. So, uh, so we're, we're... I feel like I'm committed to practicing more than um, my practice partner. <laughs> we're just devoted. <laughs> we're just, we it. have a goal in mind and we just go at it. This is where I'm disciplined in my life. Nowhere else <laughs> but right there. I am disciplined in, in preparing. Anyways, that's not what the conference is about. It's about parenting. No, um, but I bet you we would like... We wouldn't be able to hold people in there if it was about that. So, but because um, uh, then it would be practical application time is at yeah, the no, end to no, go home no, practically. No. Let's share personal story time. It's not going to happen. No, no, no. So, anyways, let you know more about that as we're derailing the conference. Already know. It's uh, so, a, give us the details on the conference. Man. So, uh, again, March second from four to eight thirty. What's the cost? Uh, the cost is the cost of a dinner out. It's thirty ah. thirty dollars a person. It's really oh, what it fantastic. is. Oh, fantastic! So, thirty dollars a person, and then childcare is included. But there's a. Uh, Acceptable donation of five dollars a child, no more than ten dollars for a family. So if you got a family of six, bonus. Right. And so uh, we would just want to try and help supplement some of those costs that we're spending because we're bringing in some awesome speakers. Um, we are literally bringing in speakers who can help parents from preschool all the way up to empty nesters and retirees. So if you're thinking, "Man, my kids are out of the house," well, we've got something for you too. Right. So all ages, it's going to be a good time. Plus, we're going to have dinner nice. and a little kind of concert from. Um, Matt Hammett, who used to be the lead singer of Sanctus Real. Nice. He has a song uh, called Lead Me. Many people have heard that. It's funny. When I start telling people, like, who's this Matt Hammett guy? And I'm like, oh, you just got to, you know, you start singing a couple lines from Lead Me. And they're Would like. Would you sing a couple lines right I now? I will not. <laughs> I already did my song. I did. I did. Foreigners cold as ice. So, but um, it's gonna be a powerful time. It's gonna be a good night. You're gonna be blessed to be there. Check it out online. You can go to knownlegacy.org/events and check out more information about it. There's a link to sign up right there. 
Also, you can check it out on our Facebook and our social media, yeah. Known Legacy on Instagram and Facebook. Absolutely. And uh, for those of you uh, watching today, there are a few uh, special incentives to uh, actually sign up early. And so, yes. Bill, would you tell us about those incentives? The first 100 people get put into a drawing. So not like just registrants, but the first 100. So if it's you and your you and your spouse, they both go into the right. drawing right. for a uh, for a, a gift card to the movies, a night out to the movies, and not oh, like a cheap one, nice. like about $150 value. Yeah. Uh, and then a bag of swag from Known Legacy. Some different fun stuff will be in there. Some books, uh, a bag pen all that bottle kind of opener stuff like that bottle openers yeah, that bottle know, of wine the the famous known legacy coffee mug the known legacy mug that is there and so That's you'll a, have that as well official jingle by the way so when you listen to this you can yeah, yeah. the known legacy, legacy mug <laughs> you can you can drink you with your mug uh which are also going to be available at, at the conference uh car decal thing like that so anyways it's it's worth getting into it's worth getting in now so that you can get in that drawing because that first hundred is going quick already it so. is it is um second announcement that we have uh an announcement i hate the word maybe it's informational dump i don't know anyways um <laughs> i don't know the word dump sounds any better. <laughs> Let me make this easier. <laughs> so anyways, we're on a time schedule. I got two minutes to do this. Um, last week we did an experiment with some upgraded equipment and it made a world of difference, particularly with our video. And yes, so we are looking for uh, a specific donation. If you are available uh, to make this donation, we'd love to hear from you at knownlegacy.org. Info. Info at um, and uh, basically we are using an old iPad Air. Um, first generation to capture all this video and it just struggles it lags it glitches yes, it kind of yes. catches up it slows down and it's just a pain to use and so uh, we used an iPad Pro and it was fantastic um, and the video came out clean and crisp and beautiful and so we are looking for an iPad Pro first generation or newer um, and so if you have one that you're getting rid of man we would love to have access to that and let put it to good ministry use for the next few months years yeah um, if not if you got resources that maybe you want to donate to it uh, we would take that as well so we could buy one and uh, upgrade our video yeah capture. Good. there's always time we always want to make this better and as quality as we can to impact the most amount of people so uh, yeah thank you for that yeah thank you for that in advance and we appreciate the help that, that could come from this so here's the question today did you see the scandal that broke a day ago? The Gillette commercial. I feel, wait, wait, let me do that different. <laughs> did you see the Gillette commercial? I did. I did see it. And it's funny. I heard it. I heard about it more than I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> it just made me see it. So Gillette just made a ton more like impact in their commercial by everyone talking about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They nailed it. But it blew me away at how absolutely divided people were with it. And I think that's that's the part that blew me away with it. So I saw it um, first. Uh, you know, I saw it because someone mentioned it to me. And thankfully, they were unbiased in it at that point and then i looked it up and boom it's like all this both yeah. both sides bias so. so so let me ask you a, a question um because we believe questions are, are powerful yeah and so let me ask you a question what's your take on it because i i know like within 24 hours the lines have been drawn i guarantee most of the guys listening to this because it's going to come out next week after the scuttle has blown over and yeah, everything's yeah, yeah. moved on to something else um but what is what's your initial take on it um, just the video itself. So, so when I saw the video at first, my blood pressure went up a little bit. Why? Because I heard a line. 
and it was, well, boys will be boys, and it sounded very demeaning at first. Okay. And I was mad. All right. Because um, I was like, wait, 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 wait. Because boys need to be boys. Boys need to be rough and tumble and skin their knees and things like, I mean, anybody can be rough and tumble. What I'm, I'm not saying just boys, but it seemed very demeaning at first. But then I kept watching it, and uh, and and I saw, how do I put it? I saw a little bit of heroics by the end of it. If okay. I could make sense. Because to me, this is my perspective. To me, it didn't sound like they didn't want men to be men. They wanted men to be honorable. Now, again, some people are going to shut it off right now and be, and be upset. But listen to me out. Listen out to me. As we continue <laughs> to talk out, about. Listen out to me, people. Listen out to me. Um, mm, good, yes, you are. Yes, I am. And so, as I think about this, I, I, I think that I had to put on my lens that we talked about last oh, week yeah. over, with, with over a cup. So I was like, dang it, we're talking about it. Now I got to actually apply it. Right. You know? And what I saw at the end was the kids staring at the dads of all color. I saw that in the beginning. I know that sometimes, and, and we're not going to get into it to a color, but I saw that every child of different color saw that their dad could be honorable. That's what I took away from it. When the dad is chasing the one, the group of kids down the street to stop that one kid from being bullied, when the one dad went over and was like, it wasn't that I think he didn't want his kid to, this again, that's what I took. It wasn't that he wanted his kid to, to not wrestle and be rough. It's that he saw that this kid was trying to actually beat him up. And right. I know that you want your kid to right. win. And there's certain places where you can do that. There's certain places that you can allow your child to win like that, to be defended. There's healthy masculine behavior and there's negative masculine behavior. Exactly. Right? You know, and, and so I think that's where I, I liked it. But even before, well, what, what did you think about it before we go into it? Well, I'm glad you asked, Bill. I'm glad you asked. And it was a great example for me of checking my filters because um, I was triggered. Yeah. I was triggered. Yeah. I had to get my coloring book out and uh, get some quiet place. Oh, gosh. Because I was, no. uh, My initial thought was um, propaganda um, and uh, I didn't didn't see it in the light that I think they intended it to. Mm -hmm. There were some some key things like a few observations like I like art, I like film, I've been in theater, and so I kind of see things. And some of the things that intrigued me were um, almost all of the aggressive behavior was done purely by white males. Mm. I think there was, you know, I'm going to assume the best and say that was just an artistic decision. Coincidence. No other words or other focus behind that. Now, I know others have taken that and said, ah, see the smoking gun. They have an ulterior motive. They have an ulterior. Um, And then after talking to you, I had to check my filters and go, okay, wait a second. At the heart of this video, what I got out of it was this. Men, you play an essential role in development of young men. Yeah. And we cannot anymore just disengage by saying, ha, 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 ha. Boys will be boys. <laughs> we have to step in and become proactive in that. Yeah. And I, and I don't think it, 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 and so for me, it was a great lesson again of over the cup and what we've been talking about. Of yeah. I came into this with some, some filters that immediately it hit one or two of those filters. And I um, had a very clouded view of this where it, there could be yeah, some truth yeah, yeah. in that, but assuming the best, I'm going, no, th- this is, a bold statement from a company saying, listen, we sell razors primarily to men, and it's time that we teach boys how to be men. Yeah. Um, and that doesn't mean not fighting. It means fighting for the right things. Yeah. You know, It doesn't mean not, um, uh, uh, not wrestling. It means are you, are you wrestling for those who can't wrestle for themselves? Um, and so I think there's a lot of good opportunity there to take and I really identify what, 
what positive masculinity is. It doesn't talk about that as much as the negative yeah, masculinity that's, that's is what I noticed. objectifying women. And I think all of us would say, yeah, objectifying women is horrible. Yeah. I hate it. Yeah. You know? Um, and, and so it, it was a great reminder to me that anytime I come into a conversation, I become clouded by my political filters. Oh, yeah, me too. And I can sometimes miss really good stories and really compelling, thought-provoking moments because I just dismiss it, dismiss it going, <laughs> my filter, it hit it, I'm done. You know, because this is coming from two guys who are not participation trophy fans. No, like, no. Like, we're, we're not the, like, I, you know, when we were in school, if, if you, first, second, third, if you got fourth, you didn't get a trophy. Yeah, suck it up, buttercup. And you're like, okay, next time I'm going to try better. It caused me to want to do better. Or I'm going to find something I am good at, and I get a third place trophy. Correct. And I'm if I'm not keep, good at that, right. Keep fighting. And so, so this is not coming from that kind of mindset of, man, everybody deserves a trophy, because we don't really deserve anything, especially if our filter is the scriptures. I mean, we are we are broken, and we are all in need of hope to to do better. So, so I would say that that for me, um, what I saw was I had I had an opportunity to see it the way that I needed to, and and I had an opportunity that my son was sta- sitting next to me, and so instead of me taking it and going, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna get upset and I'm gonna throw out facts online about how stupid this is or whatever, I had an opportunity to go, wow, I could take the back end of that and find the redeeming quality in it, which was, wow, imagine if people spoke life. Now, um, already people are again shutting this down and already burning all their Gillette stuff. (laughs) Which is so stupid. Well, in any way, I feel like when that pendulum swings and we're like, calm down, calm down, calm down. Let's have an actual conversation about this stuff before we burn everything that we own. Because you're like, first thing, you've already bought that stuff, so use it for one thing. If you choose not to do it again, great. We live in a free nation that you don't have to buy that stuff again. That's totally fine. But let's even move beyond the Gillette thing to go on our filter. And I guess that's what I took from it. I was like, my first thought was, that's it, I'm done. Thank God I use Dollar Shave Club. So, because I don't have to even worry about this. Right. Because they send me my razors and I don't have to even worry about it. Thanks, Dollar Shave Club. You're welcome for this little little pitch. Right. If you do use Dollar Shave Club, use my name so I can get some free stuff. Right. But anyways, all that to say, um, we react so quick to it. And I guess that's why I'm excited about us doing this over the cup uh, challenge. Right, right. And I think for me, like... Now my senses are heightened, and so I'm going to be very critical because they put a they put a flag in the sand. Yeah, they said, "Hey, we are going to be about men. You know, yeah. the best a man can be." Their tagline: "The best man it can be." Yeah. So I'm going to be really critical now because they've they've made that statement, and I'm going to say, "Okay, is all of their marketing now going to be in line with that? Are they going to stop using um, uh, objectification to market?" Gillette, like I saw one of the photos of uh, uh, F- uh, uh, Formula One, and they had a bunch of ladies dressed in these really skin tight um, outfits, and on their butts was the word Gillette because that was their marketing back then. Now, that could have been two years ago, five years ago, who knows? But moving forward, I want to make sure that there's consistency within that company, that this is a genuine shift for that company, not just a clever ploy because they want to, um, oh, virtue, virtue signal. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. And so that, uh, and I commend them for that. Rock and roll, make that happen. You know, mm-hmm. um, I'd rather you take a stand and then make adjustments afterwards than to just keep going as things are are and uh, and and not. So, anyways, uh, over the cup is what we've been talking about. We thought yeah. the Gillette thing was a great example of what that um, 
how horribly wrong it can go. And last week, if you haven't, really encourage you to listen to last week's podcast yeah. or watch last week's video because we talk about you know what are some of the keys to having effective conversations over the cup. Again, over the cup is having hard conversations that need to happen with people you may disagree with. It's not just political conversations. It's not just business conversations. Yes. A lot of times it's family conversations. And yes. sometimes it's a conversation with your wife. And, yeah. and too often we as men will just ignore it, hoping it goes away, rather than learning the skill set to have difficult conversations over a cup of coffee, cup of tea, cup of wine, cup of beer, whatever it is. Yep. Um, and, and so we're saying, guys, it's, it's time to get off of the fence behind the Weber and engage in some of these hard conversations. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly what we want to do. So for us, the challenge this week is is now what does, I guess I would say, what does a successful over-the-cup conversation look like? Yeah, the markers of like, how do you know if you've had a successful over-the-cup conversation? Is that fair to say? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I keep thinking about um, how many times we don't, you know, the thing I love about what we get, Travis, uh, is that we get to have this conversation. Right, right. So I think a lot of people don't have someone that they can just bounce off of. And I keep running back to Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, which is iron sharpens iron. So you find another piece of iron. So before you get pissed off and you start <laughs> to like, call your buddy and go, hey, can you check out this? Just check me on this. John Christ, you know who John Christ is, comedian? I do. I love his phrase, check your heart. I mean, I know he didn't make it up, but just this idea, it's funny as much as he talks about it in a humorous way, this idea of, okay, let me check my heart really quick, but let me have another friend, another piece of iron check my heart too to go, hey, can you check that out? Because what I'm seeing is a little weird, and let's talk about it before I make a decision. Right. So right. that we can become sharper together. Right. And what's interesting is I think um, culturally we've lost that because we've turned our, our studies, which is a place where we used to be filled with knowledge and have yeah. conversations, yeah. into um, our man caves, which have become nothing more than loud sports activities where we talk sports all the time. Yeah. So we're having conversations, just not meaningful, deep conversations. Yeah. We have conversations about how Jason Garrett may be a soft coach or a bad coach or an uncreative coach or a horrible coach or blah, 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 blah. But we're not talking about some of the real issues unless we see it on TV and then we yell at each other through yeah, yeah, Facebook. Yeah. And that's not what we're talking about. No. Um, so here's here's some of the markers that I, I think would be important for us. Um, you know, So you, you engage in this conversation. Let's say it's with your wife and it's a hard conversation. I've had some of these recently um, with us looking at moving um, a new job for me with planting a church on the west side of the Metroplex. Um, and you know, I know her heart is to have deep roots. But I also know that following God sometimes that means... You trust him with your roots, um, and uh, yeah. it's going to be hard. And so, you know, um, one of the things that, for me, as we evaluated whether it was a successful conversation or not, is um, there was time and room for a follow-up conversation. Yeah. You know, um, there were multiple times I wanted to put my foot down and say, I am the father, Yeah, and we shall yeah. do X. But at the end of the day, I was like, no, we're not there yet. I'm going to trust the spirit to do what only the spirit can do. And we're going to have a follow-up conversation. Yeah. And then internally I'd put it on my calendar when we're going to have that follow-up conversation. So I think that's important. Like that's an important yeah. marker when you leave a conversation, a difficult conversation and you're not having the, the attitude of like, I want to follow up conversation so I can smoke them. It's like, no, 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 no. There's a lot more to dig into here and I want to get after that. So, so I think one of the, desires for up in a follow-up conversation is is for us to to be willing to um to you know look at it from the idea of gaining new new insight and understanding of the person so whether it's someone in our family 
or it's someone that we say, you know what, I have nothing in common with this individual, so I'm going to uh, have coffee with them or have a beer with them or, or whatever it is, have the conversation, but don't have the conversation just to just to uh, 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 attack. But first thing I guess I'd say is to gain new insight and understanding of the person's story and their perspective. Right. Understand why they believe the way they believe is, I think, a huge thing. Right. So taking that time to listen to them and saying, so, so I'm walking in here, even for example, this, this Gillette thing. So, so we look at this and we're like, man, if we could possibly, uh, before I got completely mad, this is what came to mind. I'm like, let me just listen to this really quick. You know, I'm not going to, A, this isn't going to change me right now in this moment. I could get angry and I could get self-righteous. Let me just listen. Let me look at the whole picture because we always take this one little piece and we basically rip apart the rest of it. And I'm just using that as an example because I've done that with I've done that with individuals is they say one thing and then I like crucify them for everything that they've done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like uh, yeah, oh, but you said this one thing but then everything else around that is almost counterintuitive to what they said and I'm like okay so they're still trying to figure this out too. Right, right. Okay, so um a great example of that is um we were doing a church plant and Easter was coming up and I had this really great loyal family that would set up communion. Communion is one of those things we do regularly within our church body. Yeah. And um, and they would set up communion. They valued communion on Easter Sunday. The problem is is that we have a high value of communion. And so we, we, we um, uh, visitors and guests that may not understand it, we have we want to make sure they understand it before they partake in it. Does yeah, that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah. Easter is one of those high visitor guest families. So anyways... Made an 11th uh, hour decision not to do communion. I failed. I didn't communicate it to them. So they rolled in on Easter Sunday. Mm -hmm. They started setting up communion. And as they're putting it out, I'm like, oh, we're not doing communion today. Infuriated them. They stormed out. And I realized I need to have a follow-up conversation with them. Yes. Went into that conversation the next week. And uh, they were just lambasting me. I deserved it. I got it. It was no big deal. I didn't take it personal because I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I messed up there. I, I got it. And then we started really talking. And what I realized was uh, the wife shared this. She goes, you know, normally I'm the one that holds on to things and can't get over it. But I get I got over this. Like literally that afternoon I was over it. Yeah. But my husband, who normally gets over things like that, he's still struggling with this. Yeah. And it's been seven days. He's still struggling with it. I was like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I said, well. Your reaction is not normal, so that probably means there's something else motivating this reaction. Let's talk about what else is going on in your life. An hour and a half later, what we realized is this was the straw that broke the camel's back, but there was a whole host of other things on the back of the camel that was really the issues, the challenge, the stressors, and the problems. Now, had I only reacted to that straw, that moment, we never would have gotten to the deeper issues and the deeper challenges and the deeper realities of what was going on. And so it was by listening, the, following the, the, the things that we talked about last week. It was listening. It was assuming the best in the situation. <coughs> um, the cold is getting me. Yeah, it is. <coughs> you know. You know what I'm saying. Yes. So. You know, so I, I think that's, you know, I, 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 th I think about it this way. <clears throat> when I was a kid, we had three Star Wars movies. Okay? Three. The minute Which I were numbered four, five, four, five and, and six. six. Yes. And, uh, yeah, four, five, six. And so, so the minute that the, from the very first Star Wars movie, A New Hope, Darth Vader comes out behind the smoke, and all I saw was a machine. That's all I thought it was. When it was, oh, this dark, scary machine, basically the devil coming out. And then 
you go back and you try not to watch the first one because who in the world made Jar Jar Banks and what is going on here? And this yeah. is that was a mistake from day one. So if you don't have to worry about that one, but the second and third ones, and you start watching, and then you're so involved. And I remember the minute that my entire perspective changed. See, at first it was like, he is an evil and I hate him. Even at the end when oh, Luke, yeah. when Luke yeah. killed his dad and he came out and you're like, okay, he was a man, but whatever. And you go back to that third one, you realize that the reason why he became a monster was because of the love he had for his wife. Like, mm-hmm. yes, there's a whole other things. But it put flesh on a monster for me. Right. And I think a lot of times as we have these conversations, we walk in looking at a person and go, they are a monster. They are the antithesis Mm. of who I am. Mm -hmm. So when I begin to hear their backstory, it changes my perspective of who they are and it helps me understand. That doesn't mean I, I like what they like. It helps me be able to see them as an individual that God created the way that he wanted me to see them. So part of the win of an over the cup conversation is when you walk away from that conversation, with new insights, new ideas, and new understanding of who that person is and their story. Yeah. Because our ideas don't come from anything. No. They come from our history, their past. <clears throat> and so as we dive into that and dig into that, we can gain and say, oh, I see why you see it that way. Yes. I may see it different. Yes. That doesn't invalidate your way of seeing it, but let's figure out and, and, and let's go to it. I, I think that the, one of the warnings that we want to give here, I guess two warnings, is one, when you're engaging in these conversations, try not to as much as possible take it personal. Yeah. And it's hard. Yes, it is. It's very hard. Try not to take it personal. Number two is this. Stories are extremely powerful. Yeah. But stories by themselves are not true. Yeah, they may not be. You know, as I'm, I was reading this one book and it was, it was about TED Talks and, and one of the best TED Talks was done, um, a, and I, 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 Forget the person's name because it's, it's not in this page of the book, but, but you can see that one of the best TED Talks, let me get back to this here and find his name, Brian Stevenson. In 2012, he was rated one of the best TED Talks. And they broke down his TED Talk and they realized that there's these three, three different parts, ethos, logos, and pathos. Every time I thought it was like... Could you explain those two? Yes. Please At first explain it those. sounded like the three musketeers those <laughs> porthos and whatever but but that's not them ethos is basically and i'm dumbing this down for myself so uh, is your your credibility oh i was this happened to me therefore i deserve to stand on this stage about 10 percent of it now that's a very dumbed down version of it, but there's credibility he's a doctor he's a lawyer he did this he fought some social injustice whatever and he's up there uh, he or she is up there. So 10% of everything is ethos that made this thing successful. 25% is logos, which is basically just like information, facts, data. Right. The things that are right. collected of, we see that this is, you know, 70% of men in prison come from fatherless homes, things like that, that the facts. But then 65% of the, the impact in his story that made it so powerful was the stories that he shared. And, and I kept looking at this and going, man, the biggest thing that we have with this is that stories have powerful impact. I guess that's what I took away from that. Stories have powerful impact on what ch- what can help change and transfer someone's course of direction. Right. Because it makes it personal. The Shriners, for example. If someone came up to me and said, which is still great, um, we could save 100 children this year with your donation. I may want to give. You know what I'm saying? But but I could also pass on that very, very quickly. If it just said there's 100 kids that could, that could get help or you know, 100 people could get help by doing this. But the minute you say Susie, you put a face up there and you say Susie can go home and finally watch The Little Mermaid with her family. Or, you know, the grandmother can finally 
paint her granddaughter's toenails. I'm like, yeah, yeah, here's my, take my money. You know what I'm saying? Like the story causes me to want to react in a more powerful way. And so I guess what I'm saying is just like you said, the stories aren't necessarily always possibly the truth, but they're a perspective for us to get insight into someone's reason as to why they believe what they believe. Right. And I think <clears throat> that, that would be, that would be the final kind of, I guess, encouragement for us when we talk over the cup. Stories are compelling. Stories are emotive. Stories can be used through propaganda, right? Yes. So a story without being able to to stand up to the scrutiny of questions. Yes. Um, and I think that's the key. The ability to hear a great, compelling story but still ask c- questions. Yeah. Um, and, and to kind of pull out. There's more change that happens in an individual because of a good question than a powerful statement. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I guess that's the thing. If you leave that conversation realizing you gave, you asked more questions than you gave powerful statements, that's probably a successful, um, successful over-the-cup conversation. Yeah, gathering data because our goal at the end of this is not that we would just flat-out win at this point. Our goal isn't to just win. We all want to win. We all want to be, be successful and walk away and go, this was purposeful. But there's a lot of purpose in building relational equity with somebody. Right. And taking that time to say, I trust you. I trust you with my heart and you trust me now with yours. Right. And that actually breaks down barriers. I, I don't know st- the actual statistic, but it is proven that when someone gets heard, that when someone gets heard, uh, they, their wall starts to fall. Right. So we want people to be heard and allow their, their wall to fall so we can have real impactful questions versus just a swift rebuttal. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyways, we know it's a, we know it's a journey. Um, and when you're talking with spouses and kids, particularly in the teenage years, this is an important skill that not only do we need to model for them, but again, like the Gillette commercial, we have a chance to teach them how to do this in their own life. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Um, and so, uh, engage in the conversation, get yourself your favorite be- beverage, get them their favorite beverage and start to have the conversations uh, about stuff. So, um, final thoughts, Bill. Yeah. Yeah. So one final thought is we always want to bring it back to the truth of God's word because we really do believe that God's word is hundred percent true. And we take this from one of the greatest relational equitable people in the world, which was Jesus. And so for all these chapters, if you read in Mark eight, in all these chapters, Jesus does all these miracles and he, right. he, he builds this I'm going to say team around him, a brotherhood of guys that are just watching him during all this. And you jumped on to Mark 8, verse 27. It says, and Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they told him, you know, John the Baptist. Others said Elijah. Others said one of the, one of the prophets. And then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Power of a question. Yes. And Peter says, you are the Christ. This is eight chapters into the story. Right. So it wasn't like he walked up and said, you got to agree with me completely to follow me. Right. Right now. And let me tell you who I am because I know the truth. And so this is the truth. Boom. He, he, and he lived could've. this story. He engaged in the story and he invited them to the story. And then afterwards, through the power of question, he goes, I'm going to have you reveal truth. Yes. Who, who do you say I am? Yes. And so I think, I think for, for us to go, man, he, he was motivated by them seeing the story lived out because of the relational equity that he had. And he asked them questions like that to build it. Because as we've talked about before, you know, fact plus stories plus relational equity can equal change lives. Right. It's not one or the other. You need the facts. You need the stories. But you got to know that your facts line up with your stories. Say that, say that again. Facts, facts plus stories. Right. Plus relational equity can equal change lives. That is a powerful, powerful equation that we need to engage in. Yes. And so I say this week, take the time to find someone. This is our homework. Take the time to find someone that you don't agree with. And again, they may be living under your roof. 
right or roof or roof roof it's roof, roof in the whatever south. it is yeah and take the time to engage them in conversation to try to have a follow-up conversation with them like plan that out to gain new insight and understanding of who they are right. to not come out with a bunch of rebuttals but to listen to ask leading questions and then to, honestly pray for them yeah yeah absolutely Hopefully your goal is that at the end of this, you're not going, here's my 10 points as to what I'm going to share again, but to go, God, reveal to me how I need to be praying for this person. Right. Pray for them. And Father, help me to love them like you love people. Love you guys. God bless you. Sign up for the conference. Um, it's not too late. And the first 100 get uh, entered into that drawing. Into that and, drawing. And, share um, it with your friends. Yeah. If you got an iPad Pro, we'll take it. Take Have care. a God great bless week, guys. guys. Take it easy. All right. Thanks for listening to Buy Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy Podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.